Hey everyone, it's Christy Thompson, Chair of Kelly Dry's Advertising and Marketing Practice Group, here today to talk about influencers gone wrong. On another podcast, we talked about the nuts and bolts of legal compliance when using endorsers and other influencers, but today we're going to talk about what happens when they don't follow those rules. It's often clear to a consumer that a celebrity is being paid to endorse a product. Think Emma Stone and Revlon print ads, or Kristen Bell jumping all over the TV promoting an Old Navy product. But with the proliferation of social media and native advertising, it gets trickier. Flashback to a tweet that Miley Cyrus made several years ago when she said, thanks, Black Chet, for the flat flight to Silicon Valley. The problem was, according to the New York Times, that her 12 million followers did not know that she was connected to Black Jet, and just by thanking them, she didn't sufficiently disclose the connection. It's also challenging when endorsers are not traditional celebrities, such as social media influencers with hundreds of thousands of followers who may not know that the influencers actually got a connection to the product that they are pitching. The FTC has issued guidance on these issues, and most notably last year sent warning letters to over 90 influencers and marketers. Those warning letters noted that the material connections have to be clearly and conspicuously disclosed, and that a material connection could be a business or family relationship, monetary payment, or the gift of a free product. We've covered the rules in another podcast, but here's a refresher. The endorsement should always reflect the honest experiences and opinions of the person making the statement, The endorser cannot be used to make a statement that the advertiser cannot. So in other words, the advertiser needs to have substantiation for whatever the endorser is saying. And the endorser has to disclose any material connection between the endorser and advertiser that might affect the honesty and integrity of the post. So let's start with Kim Kardashian. We could actually do a whole podcast just on Kim and the rest of the Kardashian family, but there are a couple of examples that really bring home the key points that I just made. So here's a reminder about the need to have substantiation for any claims that your endorsers make. When Kim Kardashian was pregnant with her first child, she was experiencing pretty significant morning sickness. So she teamed up with a company that made a drug that was intended to address morning sickness. And she claimed in social media posts that the drug had cured her morning sickness and that it had been studied and there was no increased risk to the baby. And as a result, she had stated that she had partnered with this company to raise awareness about treating morning sickness. Well, as I mentioned, this was a drug company. The FDA took notice of this post and sent her a letter claiming that the post had failed to comply with the requirements for advertising prescriptive prescription drugs. So she didn't, basically the FDA's assertion was that she didn't have the necessary substantiation or the associated disclosures to make the claims that she had made. She and the company agreed to remove the post and the company agreed to engage in corrective messaging. Moving now to a case brought by the Federal Trade Commission. This one involved a company called Counter-Strike Global Offensive and its owners. In this case, there were posts in social media that said things like, bruh, I've won like 8,000 worth of CSGO skins today. 
on at CSGoLotto. I can't even believe it. And other similar posts. Well, it turns out that Thomas, who posted the bruh statement, was actually an owner of the company. And he also had made entered into contracts with influencers that said that they that those influencers could not make statements or claims that would impair the goodwill of the company. You're probably thinking, well, that's not a good idea. Well, that's what the FTC thought. And they went after Thomas and his co-owner and alleged that the posts made by the influencers did not actually reflect the honest opinions because pursuant to the contract, they might have been contractually prohibited from posting their honest opinions. And Thomas and the co-owner had failed to disclose their material connection because they were owners. So certainly they were incentivized to post positive things uh, about the company and the earnings that they had received by playing the game. Shifting gears back to the Kardashians. Um, This is an example, not of FTC enforcement, but of uh, activity brought by the Truth in Advertising organization. And in that uh, matter, around 2016, they sent a letter to the Kardashian-Jenner family challenging that the sisters had not adequately disclosed their material connection to a wide range of products when they were posting things on Instagram and other posts. So uh, on Instagram and in other social media. So at this point, you might be thinking, well, the Kardashians don't do anything for which they're not going to get paid or get some other incentive. So shouldn't consumers get it? Shouldn't consumers know that anytime the Kardashians post something with any product in it, there is likely to be some sort of material connection? Well, that might be an argument to make. But anytime you are relying on an argument like that, I would tread with great caution because there are certainly some consumers out there who may not be aware of the prominence that the Kardashians have in social media and their connection to a wide range of products. And so it probably is still a good idea to go ahead and disclose any material connection that they might have. Or just in case you're not actually in a deal with the Kardashians, go ahead and disclose any material connection with any influencers who you are using. One other example of truth and advertising's initiatives in the social media influencer front, they also late last year asked the FTC to investigate the use of influencers promoting Ciroc vodka. Those influencers included Sean Diddy Combs, who, as some of you may know, has a financial ownership in, um, in that brand, and in addition to the allegation that they did not, uh, the influencers did not ad- adequately disclose their connection to the vodka, the Truth and Advertising Organization has also alleged that the influencers didn't use appropriate age-gating features when promoting the vodka so that minors could actually view the ads. So um, another no-no, certainly if you are going to use influencers, you need to make sure that they are following the rules that would apply to you as the direct advertiser. Another example, not of a uh, scrutiny, uh, regulatory or advocacy group scrutiny of a post, but one that's just too good not to mention. Um, 
Scott Disick, uh, made famous by his relationship with one of the Kardashian sisters, uh, had a relationship with Boutique Products and had agreed with them to make certain posts in social media. And as uh, Booty would be well advised to do, they had given him specific instructions on what to post. Well, Scott unintentionally, perhaps, and uh, presumably unintentionally, included those instructions in his post so that the post actually read, here you go, at 4 p.m. Eastern, write the below caption. And then the quote is, keeping up with the summer workout routine with my morning booty protein shake. Um, one thing that they apparently did not tell him to say was that he had a material connection with booty. Um, but nonetheless, the reaction was not favorable when folks realized that he was uh, doing this um, at, at, um, at the direction of someone and couldn't even bother to delete the specific instructions that they had given him. But the takeaway there is do give the instructions to the influencers and, and give specific guidance. And um, maybe part of that guidance should be don't post the instructions. Final example relates to the influencer Luca Sabat. He had an agreement with Snapchat to promote the Snap Spectacles on his Instagram account. Account And pursuant to that agreement, he was required to make four separate posts and to get those posts approved beforehand, among other things. Well, it turns out that, according to Snapchat, he failed to get those posts approved beforehand. Unfortunately, they had already paid him. So to try to get their money back, they have sued him and are um, seeking breach of contract claims. The key takeaway there is if you have an influencer, get a contract with them. And if they don't follow the contract, take action. Hopefully you can cut it off before you have to actually file a lawsuit. But certainly audit the influencer's compliance with the agreement. And if you identify issues that fall short of compliance, escalate and take appropriate steps to get them back on the right track. So that wraps it up for a few examples of where things have gone awry with influencers. But for more information on these and related advertising issues, check out our blog, adlawaccess.com. Thanks.